What's up, guys? Thanks for tuning in to Bleacher Talk with Nick and Ash. I'm the Ash half. And I am the Nick half. And if any of you recognize my voice, that's because I am also the host of the Podcasting Janitor Show. Be sure to check him out. But this week on our first episode, we are going to dive in to breaking down the Clemson and Notre Dame game from Saturday, November 7th. Clemson traveled to South Bend, Indiana to play Notre Dame as the number one team faced the number four team with Notre Dame pulling out the win in double overtime, 47 to 40. I mean, kind of leading up to the game, I, even though Clemson was, you know, down Trevor Lawrence, who, you know, by and large is going to be the number one overall draft pick in the NFL whenever he goes, the guy is just that talented even though they didn't have him, I was still a little nervous about this game. I definitely thought that going into this game for Notre Dame was a lose-lose situation because of Clemson being down Trevor Lawrence. If Notre Dame pulled the win out of this game, there would be a lot of talk about does it really count, does it matter, because Clemson was down Trevor Lawrence. But then on the flip side, if Notre Dame lost, it would make them look even worse that Clemson didn't have Trevor Lawrence and still beat them. So I wasn't really nervous going into the game, but I just knew that no matter the outcome, there would be so much talk as there always is about Notre Dame. Yeah, that's, that is a good point. And I mean, yeah, just like this game, well, now this win will have, you know, that asterisk next to it of, well, Clemson didn't have, you know, their best player so if both teams do make it you know to the ACC championship and then to the college football playoff possibly playing against each other who knows what's it going to look like when Trevor is back and I think that's something fair to talk about because I don't know what more Trevor could have done in that game last night that wasn't already done I mean, what would have been different having Trevor in the game? Because my opinion and from my perspective, I felt like Notre Dame's defense really stepped up and they stopped the runs, they stopped the plays, you know, the key points from their defense. But I think where Notre Dame really hurt themselves was their offense. You know, they came down to um, the red zone how many times and had to kick a field goal. I mean, if they could have gotten in that, the end zone during those red zone plays and scored touchdowns, they would have been up numbers ahead of Clemson before even going into overtime. So I don't know how much of an impact really Trevor Lawrence would have had on that game that there wasn't already last night. Right. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm looking at ESPN right now and their backup, how you say it, Uyaga Lele. I mean, he missed, what is that? 15 passes. You know, he was, accurate for the most part never turned the ball over really like yeah like you're saying what more could Trevor have done I really feel like Notre Dame brought everything that they could for this game you know as they should they came in as the underdog they came in hyped up they came in ready to play and that's exactly what they did so it'll be interesting to see the next time that Notre Dame and Clemson play each other but um 
I don't know. I don't think the talk should be about Notre Dame beat Clemson without Trevor Lawrence. I think there needs to be credit where it's due. And the credit is that Notre Dame beat Clemson. Now what's next? Exactly. I mean, you know, to me, a win is a win. And especially against a team this good where, you know, as we saw without their best player, they, you know, Clemson took it to us. 47-40 was the final double overtime. Normally when you have a team that has to rely on a backup, it's, it shouldn't be that close. But Clemson is so good that they can keep it that close. So, I mean, yeah, like you were saying, Notre Dame's defense brought it, especially in that first half. We were texting about that, and it was just like, mm-hmm. holy cow, like, who is this team that we're watching? Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> in the most respectful way, I don't know who that Notre Dame team was and where they came from. I have not seen that team yet this season. So, I mean, the talk is always that Notre Dame can't compete with the top teams in the country and that they always, you know, let themselves down when they get to those big key plays. I think I saw a statistic that Brian Kelly was zero and seven against top AP teams, I think top five teams, and now he's one and seven. So they finally are proving to themselves and to the rest of the country that, you know, they can compete at this caliber. So I don't know. I mean, definitely a game to be proud of, but as you mentioned, Clemson did play an incredible game with a backup. So kudos to them as well. Clearly they are able to, you know, be more than just Trevor Lawrence. And I think they really showed that. So once Clemson moves on to, you know, next year, well, that is far away. But after Trevor gets drafted, they clearly are still going to be a great team. So they definitely proved that for themselves. Yeah, I mean, what was, I think they were saying, you know, with Brian Kelly's record against these top teams, how he hadn't won, they were saying, you know, Notre Dame, or Brian Kelly, I should say, doesn't have that signature win as a Notre Dame coach. Would you say he finally got that signature win now? I mean, absolutely. And I don't think that that asterisk should be there that, oh, Notre, or I'm sorry, Clemson was missing Trevor Lawrence. Like, that's one player. So, yeah, Notre Dame definitely is showing who they are and making people talk now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kind of one player I was you know, really impressed with, with Notre Dame. And I don't know if you feel the same, but uh, Kyron Williams. Kyron Williams, yes. He's been impressive all season, but were you paying attention to his pass blocking this game? Yeah, he just all around was an incredible performance from him for that game. You know, I, I think once again, just the hype and the energy with this being college game day, number one playing number four. I don't know how these guys, you know, couldn't have brought the hype that they did. So, I mean, Kyron definitely had an incredible game. He had 140 yards, uh, three touchdowns. So he was a huge key component to that. Yeah, I'm very impressed with him. I mean, if I don't know if you really noticed, but like pretty much kind of going back through the last decade, Notre Dame's never had that single like standout running back but they've always had that solid stable of two three four guys that can come in and make a difference at any point in the game I think 
him and Javon McKinley really had some show out games that night and and Ian Book as well. I don't know what <laughs> where this <laughs> came from, but I was so impressed with him being able to stay in the pocket and just take the read option and, you know, just trust his offensive line to block for him and that's exactly what he did and I really hope that everything that this team did that night that they continue to carry out through the rest of the season because if they do they're going to be talked about more than they have been already and they're going to continue to prove themselves more than they already have so I'm excited for what they can do yeah I mean looking ahead at our schedule Boston College next week by week after that and then we got North Carolina on Friday the 27th then at home final home game of the season against Syracuse on December 5th and then that Wake Forest game we were supposed to play towards the beginning that got rescheduled due to COVID on the 12th I mean maybe North Carolina is the one kind of questionable is it going to be quote-unquote easy or will we have a tough time but we've got a real shot at kind of running the table the rest of this time and seeing ourselves in college football playoffs I definitely agree. I think that Notre Dame is proving themselves to be in the conversation now. I think up until the Clemson game, it was always, well, Notre Dame's undefeated. Notre Dame's blowing these teams out. You know, they can't not be in the college football playoffs when they're undefeated and having these scores, but they didn't have a significant game to really push them over that line to now say, okay, Notre Dame's a team we should be talking about. And, And that win against Clemson really gave it to them. I think I'm looking forward to the Boston College game and seeing Notre Dame play against Phil and who was a transfer from Notre Dame. So it's been exciting to see him do well this season. Um, So Mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to see how he does against Notre Dame next weekend. Yeah, I'm looking back at, you know, Boston College's games and thankfully ESPN gives us the leading passer and all that. In their first five games, so Duke, Texas State, North Carolina, Pitt, and Virginia Tech, filled through for at least 300 yards in four of those games. This kid was sitting on our bench, not doing much. He gets his chance to shine, and he is just playing lights out. He really is. He is doing, he's having a great season. He has over 2,000 passing yards already, what, six games in? Um seven eight something but (laughs) however many games each team has played since they're all starting at different times they're throwing me off I don't know who's at what but nonetheless he is playing incredible this season so he's balling out 15 touchdowns four picks three rushing touchdowns I mean yeah it's just I'm not really shocked that he didn't have many opportunities to play because he's playing behind Ian Book, but wow, when this dude gets a shot, he takes full advantage of it. But I will say, outside of Phil, I don't know if Boston College like really has another quote-unquote bright spot. Like He might be the team, in a sense, at least on offense. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean... What a great addition to their offense for this season. You know, he's the name that I'm constantly hearing being dropped about Boston College and their offense. So, like I said, it'll be a, a fun matchup to watch. Oh, absolutely. I Do you have a score prediction for this one? Oh, 
no, don't do that to me. Um, I think Notre Dame will win by fourteen. Okay, I can I can handle that. I mean, you know, Boston Boston College. Looking at their scores from the games, the games that they've won, you know, aside from Syracuse, they've put up at least twenty four points. And I mean, even in the losses, 22 they put up on North Carolina, 28 on Clemson. They can score, but they're also playing our defense, which I don't think they've played a defense like us, aside from Pitt. And even Pitt, they dropped 31 on. So I could see, I can see at least... Yeah, at least a two-touchdown, maybe a 17-point win for Notre Dame. Yeah, that'd be fair. I I think a specific score, I would guess Notre Dame wins 31-17, I think is going to be my guess. Okay. I mean, yeah, I guess I could just you know, add a three onto that and make it 34-17. Like, <laughs> it's gonna, we're going to put up numbers. It's just going to be, you know, can we rebound from this Clemson game and turn those field goal trips into actual touchdowns. And I can also see, you know, maybe our scores are off and maybe Boston's going to drop more. I mean, you know, there are a lot of times where teams will, you know, go into a game where, you know, they're playing somebody who, yeah, just dropped the number one or who just secured a, you know, win against the top five team. And now they're like, okay, like, we want this win too. A fire just gets lit under them. And pretty soon we're looking at, you know, not necessarily an overtime, but, you know, last second touchdown or, you know, or with two minutes left and we've just got to play tight defense kind of thing. Yeah, that's a good point too. I mean, Notre Dame and Boston College are always good games as it is. So can Notre Dame keep that adrenaline and that rush going, going into this weekend? And is Boston College going to bring more to try to defeat Notre Dame, who just defeated the number one team? I mean, there's a lot of different ways it could go. So I definitely can see both sides. Yeah. I think the key for us is, can we get back, you know, in the backfield and keep Phil off balance? If he stays, you know, clean pocket and he can just stand there he could put up some numbers on us he he could yeah it could be scary (laughs) oh yeah next week it'll be uh boston college facing notre dame should be a good one well thank you to everyone who listened to our first go at this hopefully you all enjoyed it and we will talk with you next week Thanks for tuning in, everyone.